This is Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. Happy to be talking to you today. We are excited to be here today. We're going to be talking about the new movie, Juliet Naked. Uh, But before we get into that, we wanted to do a genre pick of British romantic comedies. For me, um, I had to look through a list of some movies, but thought about a boy is a movie that I really like and oh, I think it's a pretty good British romantic comedy. Uh-oh. Is that yours also? That's also mine. We don't plan uh, this. I'll, we don't plan it. That's uh, also, I mean, are the, are the Brits really good at romantic comedies? I mean, Americans are better at it, let's be honest. Uh, but, yeah. But when I Googled it, another movie that came up that I thought was good was Their Finest. Did you see that one? No, I haven't seen that. It came out a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. It was great. Very sad, though. So I guess in that way, it's not uh, it's not like an American romantic comedy. No, but it's funny, and there is romance, and then and then World War Two hits, <laughs> and then sadness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is more. I bet there's more sadness if you did an analysis in British romantic comedies. Hmm. Yeah. But I do highly recommend, if you haven't seen it, check out Their Finest. Okay. So in Juliet Naked, I, you know, saw the trailer and thought, I like these actors. I think this will be pretty, could be pretty funny. Um, But don't think the trailer at all reflected his relationship with his children. (laughs) (laughs) Which was a dumpster fire, turned Uh, out. Yeah. uh, Sort of a big part of the movie, too, which was a surprise to me. Yeah. Because I thought, I don't know, I think the relationship between the British couple had a lot of comedy, but I don't know if Ethan Hawke's characters' relationships had, I don't know, much comedy about them. No, there was a point in the movie where, maybe two-thirds of the way through, where I said to myself in the theater, man, I really hope she doesn't end up with this guy. He's a sad mess. I don't. I don't think you should feel that way in a romantic comedy, right? You, you sort of want to be cheering for the couple. Yeah, and I was like, "It's nice he's getting his life back together," but geez, you would not. I would not want to be attached to that. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, what? Did yeah, you- yeah. He he wasn't funny, or his character was not funny. Didn't have didn't have jokes. Wasn't really f- funny in concept. I mean, yeah, it's not funny to have all those kids showing up. Like that's not a joke. But but the original couple, um, he and she both did, I think, excellent. I loved watching them both act. Right. I feel like that, that part of the story worked really well. They had good interactions. I mean, I think she's so self-effacing, Rose Byrne, and so unassuming. And <laughs> just the little looks she would do uh, to show that she was kind of, uh, what's the word, enduring his idiocy. Were so funny to me. Just so put upon the way she does yes. that. And I think they had some good sort of tertiary characters or outside characters. Um, the mayor, I thought he was really funny in his interactions. Like, I didn't get the big necklace he was wearing. That's a that's a British thing. Oh, the, yeah. That's what, mayor, that's what mayors wear, for real. Oh, England. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell... I felt like he was almost a caricature of Boris Johnson. Do you know who Boris Johnson is? That he ran for London mayor? He was London mayor for a long time. He had shocking white hair. Then he was the British foreign secretary. Then he just resigned. 
a month ago or so. But but kind of he's kind of a well, he looks like that physically, and then also has that kind of I don't know. You listen to him, and he seems like he's very whimsical almost, or okay, I guess it's, or British. Yeah, maybe it's just his Britishness. <laughs> um, I don't know. What else did you think about this movie going into it? Well, I thought I wondered if it was going to be one of those movies where the actors have to sing a lot and, you know, they have to reconstruct this history of this guy was a a rock star, I guess. I thought he was going to have been a bigger rock star than he had been. Oh, me too. And he was very, I mean, he had one album and yeah, you know. Um, But I thought it might be one of those movies where, like, they play the songs and they're not very good, but you're expected to believe that they were big hits. I had the same thought. It's really hard to make a movie about a pop star who wasn't an actual pop star because they never yeah. make songs that are as good as real songs. Yeah, exactly. But I felt like the quality of the songs they actually had um, were appropriate for someone who just made one album and was kind of a folk, more, more not folk, but um, indie. He was like an indie rocker. Yeah, and not a huge following. But a dedicated community loved him. Yeah. Another thing I noticed was um, the dance teacher that that the main guy leaves Rose's character for. Um, Duncan leaves uh, to go with the dance teacher. And she is in... um, She was in Angels in America on Broadway. And she was also in a great play called People's Places Things. That was um, off Broadway for a while last year, and that had an amazing run in London. So she's an actress that I've followed a lot. I can't remember her name right now, and she's not showing up on any list of characters. Strangely, it's very weird. But um, but she, I think, is going to be doing more movies in the near future. She won a a ba- uh, not a BAFTA, but a like a, a an acting a theater acting award in Britain last year, and profile is raising even though she was about to give up acting and people places things was the last show she did uh was the last show she was going to try for and then she got the part and then she won the tony basically in britain and uh i think she's really really good yeah i guess i think her character was effective she didn't have a lot of scenes in this movie i would say yeah i yeah i would say she wasn't great in this movie necessarily but it also she didn't get to do much it didn't totally make sense why she would go with Duncan. I don't know. Is he? It just she, well. You're right. I mean, I mostly am sympathetic to that. I think that was one of the weaker parts of this. He's such a narcissist, but she was kind of into the his intellectualness. Well, and I guess even um, Rose's character said that's what was so attractive initially. You know, they used to talk about things, so maybe that is a strong starting point but they never got past it in their relationship over the next 15 years yeah exactly because he could never move on to other deeper emotional relationship based things i want to know what college teaches a class on the wire that's where i want to be at <laughs> every college probably has a class on the wire yeah dude it's modern tv dude Man. it's studied interesting okay I didn't. I didn't realize Michael. I've never watched The Wire. I've watched like two episodes of The Wire. I didn't realize Michael B. Jordan was in it. Oh yeah, Wallace. <laughs> was that was that before Fruitvale Station? Long before, before um, Friday Night Lights too. I think it was his for his first acting. Oh, 
I thought Fruitvale Station was his first. Maybe movie, but not TV. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. What else did you think about the characters, construction of the supporting acting? Uh, I liked seeing provincial England, and that was fun. And I thought, I th- oh, well, I thought the sister was funny. Yeah. She had a good character game, which was <laughs> aggressively hit on women. <laughs> And then be surprised when it doesn't totally work out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that well, that one girl that they brought home for dinner did look very young. That was a little disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out how they got connected, and you're like, Ugh. it's like my boyfriend, ex ex boyfriend, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess I think this is. I don't know. I wouldn't say a traditional romantic comedy because. It's almost like an anti-romance, right? She breaks off her long-term relationship, but then I think realizes this guy is not in a place to be in a relationship with her, right? Yeah. Or do you think how it ends where they she meets him at a coffee shop is a year later and hadn't been writing back to him? No, I don't think she's going to hook up with him. I think she's going to stay separate. Yeah, maybe she her, her thing was her development is getting to London, you know, getting away from that little town. Yeah. Um, are there other things you liked or disliked that you want to make sure we're talking about? Mm, no, that was it. Not not the deepest movie. <laughs> I guess one that I don't understand, we talked a little bit about Ethan Hawke's relationship to his kids, but there's one kid that you don't meet except for as a baby in a flashback, uh, Grace. Yeah. And they're sort of building to it and, and talking about her, and he gets the number, and it's this big... No, sort of potentially climactic moment where he calls her, um, and then she just totally shuts him down. <laughs> I don't know. It seems so weird to me to have that as a th- storyline, but then I don't know if it really leads to his development. He could have just reconnected with his other kids who did want to be with him. Well, that's why I would say it's a it's not Hollywood because um, you know you would expect that you wouldn't put someone in there who you don't earn redemption with by the end of the movie usually but for me that that contributed to the feeling of him being someone he he isn't redeemed he still has this mess and he therefore in my mind isn't someone that you'd want the main heroine to hook up with by the end okay so that 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 makes a little bit more sense where it's like yeah it doesn't he doesn't totally come back even though he is trying yeah like he still he still is well just i guess another way of saying this is he offers or he wants to date her right when they're walking on the beach the last time definitely and and and, sh- and she's like no you you can't it doesn't make any sense uh you have to be in in america because of your because of jackson and his mother uh like he still was not making uh rational choices in his relationship uh seeking he get, it just romanticizes it yeah. So that's and that's kind of the last thing. And then and then I guess the very last thing we know about him is that he keeps emailing her even though she's not responding, which also shows a certain uh still lack of maturity or or lack of fully understanding. Yeah. Um I guess my one more thought I wanted to talk to you about is sort of the structure they use to introduce the movie and the situation. So having that recorded like webcam video 
at the beginning that introduces Tucker Carlson. I don't know. Do you think that's an effective storytelling method to introduce, you know, a lot of sort of background, but in a concentrated way right at the beginning? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it allows the Duncan to be funny. It allows it. It doesn't just establish the background. It also establishes his character, um, which is good. I think to do two things with one. Okay, uh, and then they had that the the button at the end was another recording of him reviewing the new album. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What would you rate this out of five? I'm I'm a little bit torn on this one because I mean it was fine and I really liked watching Rose Byrne and Chris O'Dowd. Um but well, okay, I'm just going to give it a 3. Shoot. Okay. Uh f- for me, I I didn't think the Ethan Hawke storyline really paid off and uh didn't think there was enough of the other relationships and enough sort of jokes or comedy so uh, I'm going to give this a two Uh, it's probably a two (laughs) (laughs) and then before we wrap up do you have a recommendation for something else you've been watching reading listening to I've been watching uh, lately The Sinner on USA which I really love I have a friend who booked a part in it and I was like I've never heard of that show so I'll, I'll watch it and I got hooked very fast and I, yeah, I really like it a lot. It's a good mystery where there's a lot of psychological stuff going on. So you're kind of delving into the characters' past traumas, and that informs why they did the things they did in the present, uh, which I really like. Okay. Well, for me, I've been excited about the Amazon series Jack Ryan. So to get ready for that, I've been reading some of the Jack Ryan books. And so I read. The Hunt for Red October and Patriot Games, and I'm not sure if the story is going to be original stories with the new Jack Ryan movie, or if they're going to retell the Tom Clancy stories that were written in the show. But I think uh, just something I was interested in and wanted to know more about before I watched it. Uh, yeah, I, I started watching it. I watched the first two um, this last week. So I'll be interested to hear what you think when you start watching it. Oh, no. You sound like they might not be good. Well, it's gotten bad reviews, right? Have you heard that? No, I didn't know that either. I haven't looked at yeah, anything about it. It's gotten bad reviews. That So that's all I'll say. Well, I'll all of us well, have also, the books. Yeah, yeah. Just enjoy those books. Also, uh, I, I don't know. He's Jim from The Office, you know? No, he's Jack Jim. <laughs> He's dopey. Uh, he's too dopey. But I read, I read some, I read a New York Times, I think, article where they were saying uh, that Jack Ryan is one of those characters that should they should stop making movies about because they've made so many different iterations of his story. And then they listed all the movies and they're like, "See, these movies are all bad." But that's ridiculous. Hunt for October is an amazing movie. Clear and Present Danger, is, amazing movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that that article made me really mad. Is Clear and Present Danger... I think Hunt for October is considered a great movie. I think people right? like it. And I think Clear and Present Danger, my memory was, it was a big success. Yeah. So, weird. They've, they've made that many versions of Batman. Yeah. Well, that was on the list, too, I think. Oh. <laughs> the Joker was on the list, actually, not Batman. Okay. Well... <laughs> Who would you cast as Jack Ryan? Oh, I don't know. Because he's not supposed to be... 
like I don't know some jacked guy. He's like a he's a CIA analyst. Yeah, but he's supposed to be he's rugged. Yeah, I don't know. Harrison Ford was good. Yeah, Harrison Ford was great. Well, I will try the show, and maybe it'll be a not recommend on a future episode. Yeah, we'll see. Thanks for joining us today on Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And have a great Labor Day. You're going to hear this after Labor Day. Have a great Labor Day 2019. (laughs) Bye.